hit goes out to you, Mr. Wick. Welcome into Box Office Quarterbacks, another edition with me, Jeff, and my good friend Ahmed here. We both just got out of uh, John Wick Chapter 4, uh, fourth installment of this franchise. But before we go any further, this is our new Ahmed unboxing corner that we've been doing lately. Ahmed, uh, show us your latest uh, popcorn bucket there. Popcorn bucket for John Wick 4 that also came with some collectible coins. I have not opened them because I'm afraid of ruining it. But, uh, you know, if I want to make a deposit to the Continental, you know, uh, or something like that. Got to be honest, though, Jeff, this popcorn bucket was not as stellar as some of the other ones I've bought. Uh, AMC, please sponsor us because I've been able to go to the movies and because I'm not spending all my money on tickets, I'm spending them on other things like popcorn buckets. Look at that. Three, three buckets, pretty sick, you know. But none of them top the Ant-Man popcorn bucket because it lights up. The best thing about that movie, the popcorn bucket. Yeah. But that uh, is, that's just a shot at that movie. We are here to talk about John Wick Chapter 4, fourth installment of this franchise. Keanu Reeves is back. Uh, Ian McShane, Bill Skarsgård joins this time. Lawrence Fishburne as well. Lance Riddick, uh, rest in peace to him. Rest but in peace. I, I want to get your your initial thoughts right off the bat, Ahmed. This was a very action-packed three hours that we spent in the movies. Yeah, and you know, um, you know my stance on sequels. You know, and viewers, if you're just tuning in, uh, go to boxofficeqbs.com, click our review board. You can see my entire take on sequels and how much I have a dislike for them. But John Wick 4 surprised me with how good it was. Uh, it is action-packed, and I think it brings this, the entire John Wick saga to a complete circle. If they stop here, we will be great. But that's, you know, we'll keep on talking about that more as we go on, I'm sure. Yeah. For me, like, it, it gives you everything you want in these movies. Like, when it comes to this, like, the plot's very simple. Like, John Wick still excommunicado, like, the end of the last movie. You thought he was dead at the end of the third movie. Obviously, he wasn't. Um, still on the run. Still kind of making life hell for <laughs> everyone at the various continentals around the world. But I mean, it gave you everything you wanted. There are some insane set pieces in this movie, like some of the best action set pieces I think I've ever seen. And that's what I really love about the John Wick franchise is they get more creative with each installment. And it was definitely on display here uh, for long sequences, like right off the bat, especially like when you're in the, the Osaka continental about 30 minutes into this movie, you get like a 20 minute sequence of just straight up action. Just some of the best stuff you've ever seen. Yeah. Like you said, you know, the film doesn't really waste any time going into the action. And then just when you think the action is done, there's another thing. Um, it was fantastic. This is what happens when you have a stuntman fulfilling his dreams as a director because he delivers. <laughs> yeah, and he's directed uh, – Chad Stalinsky is the director, and he's directed all four films of this uh, quadrilogy, I guess you, you can call it now. Quadrilogy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he gets better every time. I This is the very rare series where I don't think there's a bad movie in yeah uh in it like i mean i think chapter two is probably the weakest but it 
I I think they really figured out the formula with three and four. They just really hit the nail on the head and then just added dynamite to the whole thing. Holy crap. Uh, I let, Let's get into our favorite scenes, Ahmed, because there is a lot of scenes to talk about in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, my favorite scene was when Donnie Yen, who plays um, Kane, uh, when he is fighting with John Wick, I really loved that scene because there is a sort of like, um, they're just doing their jobs. And he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry too, but I have to do this. But I, I guess I just really liked every scene with them when they're in the church scene and they're talking to each other and it kind of foreshadows, you know, um, John Wick's what is to happen to him as well as whenever, I guess we're now in spoiler mode because we're seven minutes in. If you haven't turned this off to go watch the movie, you might as well do it now. Yeah. Three, two, one. All right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> the scene where they're, where he's climbing up the stairs and then he it's, gets kicked all the way down and Donnie Yen just helps him. And even though they got to shoot each other later, there's just that little bit of camaraderie that even – among criminals, there is honor. Donnie Yen is such a good addition to this franchise. It's crazy that he's played two badass blind martial artists now because he played that in Rogue One, uh, the Star Wars story, and then he's playing it here. But that character is so good. And when you see him really fighting for the first time is uh, in the, the Osaka Continental and he's just eating soup in the corner and he's still like finishing his finishing chewing his food while he's kicking people's ass. It's just such an awesome sight to see. I love that whole sequence, like I said before, where you have uh, the the daughter of uh, Hiroki Sonata's character uh, just taking out dudes. She's like jumping on this guy's back and stabbing him while he's walking up the stairs. That's an insane sequence. You have Keanu taking out people with nunchucks. Uh, yeah. As, as a Ninja Turtle fan, that really got me going, I guess. Dude, oh, yeah. No, sorry. There was another scene I forgot to mention. The aerial sequence where Keanu, as yes. John Wick, is shooting people with a rifle that also lights you on fire. Yeah. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> That's what I was going to get to, too. Holy, I've never seen a scene like that where yeah. it's top view only, and it's so creative. Like, I'm sorry, Fast 10. You ha- There's a new bar now for action movies. Yeah, Fast 10 could never do this shit. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can launch a Dodge Charger off a plane 50,000 times. It's never going to do what this movie did. And, you, you know, I listened to an interview with the director before I came on here, and he said that mm-hmm. he just has, like, notebooks in his office of action sequences he wanted to do and one of them was like keanu reeves john wick on a horse and he did that right at the beginning of this movie and he said that was a a tribute to lawrence of arabia and then you have other stuff like real tribute to like japanese film in here with just the lighting and everything like that this movie is beautiful it is like probably the most beautiful action movie you'll ever see. And, and you know, action movies aren't necessarily known for their cinematography. Absolutely. And I mean, let's also not forget the dedication that Keanu Reeves puts as the 
I don't think this is an understatement, but the quintessential action hero where he does a lot of work and training in these stunts. He was driving in a car with no doors and, you know, pretending to shoot to keep on going in an open road in California, um, according to uh, the director. Um, you know, Chad mentions that, like, yeah, we did all this, we closed off sets, and we were working really, really hard. And it's clear in the movie. Like, you can nitpick if you want sticklers to movies and everything like that, but you weren't there during that time, and I I feel like I would have been exhausted by the first day. Yeah, that's what he said, that, you know, these movies are so hard to put together because there's so much stunt work that goes into them. Like, it's not just the actors that have to, like, be in shape. You got to also train the dogs. Like, the dogs, the evolution of the dogs in this franchise is what I really love because it did take me a while to get on board with this franchise because of what happens in the first movie. But once I kind of got over that, uh, the the dog characters really evolved and became such a an integral part of the John Wick franchise. And as a dog lover, I really love that about it. But you got to train them. You have stunts. You have, you know, everything else that goes into making a movie and then some. So that is a testament to everybody who made this film the way it is, because it's just a huge, huge task to put a John Wick movie together. And I'm glad you brought up the dogs because that was one of the first. Th- so I, I am going to be honest. I didn't start getting to John Wick, the whole franchise, until sometime last year, maybe. And that was just because, you know, I was kind of like, I'm not a big action person. But at the same time, I was just like, that story sounds lame. He's killing all these people because they killed his dog. I mean, I get it. I'm a pet owner. I love my cats, and there would be bodies in the streets if something happened to them. Yeah. But, but like, geez. And th- but then you actually watch, like, oh no, there's more to it than that. And as you said, the evolution of the dog and the evolution of John Wick and why he keeps being pulled into the underworld or this underground crime world that he left behind as. Baba Yaga, it's like it really makes you appreciate the writing and the action and the cinematography. It's a, it's like it's got to be arguably the one of the best action films of 2023. Yeah, I think it. it We're only in March, but it's it is March. The, <laughs> but but it's the best movie of 2023. I'm calling it action movie of 2023. I'm calling it now. I would say so too. Uh, the bar is. <laughs> The, the bar is set, but we got nine months left in the year to see if anybody's going to talk it. maybe even sequels. It might be one of the best sequels that have been made in, in, the, in the last couple of years. You know, they've been having hit and misses with sequels. Uh, and I'm being very kind when I say hit and misses. But for a fourth film, right after The Matrix 4, which I didn't see, but the fact that they did it and they pulled it off. I'm not going to question it. And that brings us to the future of this franchise. Uh, obviously we're in spoilers, but at the end of this movie, Donnie Yen's character, Kane and uh, John Wick have their duel and they fake out Bill Skarsgård's character shoots him in the head, leaves him for dead. John Wick is seemingly fatally wounded. You see his gravestone at the end of this movie, do you think that 
this is the end of the franchise. I know there was a post credit scene. Do you think this is the end of the franchise or is it going to continue? It's going to continue, not with Keanu as John Wick. It's gonna, They're going to do a spinoff, from what I found out, uh, via my Wikipedia research. Um, they're going to do a, uh, a spinoff, and it's going to be like a female version of John Wick, which I'm, I'm, I don't mind that. That's cool. But, I, again, the sequels and spinoffs, can we just let these franchises die? I mean, who's trying to make Godfather 4? <laughs> It is. It's Not the Ana de Armas uh, spinoff you're talking about, right? The Ballerina, I think, is what yes. it's called. The weird thing about that is they already announced that John Wick would be in that movie. So it, either it's a prequel to what we saw with John Wick Chapter 4, or it's going to confirm something. So that might be a if big a, spoiler when it's within itself. If it's a prequel, I just want to see... Uh, the scene where John Wick kills three men in a bar with a pencil, with a pencil. Yes, he almost uh, he almost went gambit on uh, Scott Atkins oh, yeah. in the fat suit. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I thought he was going to straight up slice his throat with some some playing cards in this movie, but yeah, there's some he, creative. He did, he, yeah, he did kind of, and then you know Donnie Yen. There was a callback to the pencil thing uh, with. Donnie Yen kind of stabbing that dude in the hand with a pencil. Oh, can we also just talk about Donnie Yen for a minute and just everything that came out of his mouth was just pure gold. I mean, he was, he was such a wisecracking badass, especially when the guy, when he pulls the gun on the guy uh, and he's like, you can't kill me. And he's like, you're right. I can't, but I can't hit you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, it's awesome. I love that character. And then there's that scene when they're fighting in the kitchen. And because he's blind, he has all these doorbell sensors that he sticks to the to the cabinet. So when somebody walks yeah. by, he shoots them. That was super creative. I really love that as well. And it's like, well, that's great. And it also kind of paints the picture of like how like there's no way he can survive this blind he's not effing daredevil but then <laughs> yeah. they have that I'm like okay there is some okay i can see that and it was like for a minute i almost thought donnie yen was blind for a very brief moment he really plays lost, it I, off yeah i got so lost in the moment you know <laughs> you forget that you're watching a movie yeah so staying on him let's get to our favorite characters of this movie I would say it is Donnie Yen's character. He's just such a great addition to this franchise. I wish we would have gotten him earlier. Like you put him in chapter three. I think this movie would have been even stronger and this movie's already strong by itself. So he'll be my favorite character. What about you? He is my favorite character. I disagree with you on them bringing him earlier. I think the fact that they brought him in now as the one who could potentially take him down, the only one that could potentially take him down, somebody that shares, you know, the I walked away from this life too, and now you're bringing me back. I think that was the best way. Because otherwise, I don't know how they would have been able to make a chapter four. They would have had to end it at chapter three, Yeah, uh, in my opinion. Um, my favorite character, I'm going to go in a way different direction. My favorite character was the dog. I love that dog. That dog was amazing. First of all, it was a cutie. And then it freaking just becomes ferocious. And you're like, yes. And of course, in typical John Wick fashion, when someone's about to kill the dog, 
John Wick saves the dog. It's like, yes, yes. You know, um, the main guy who was talking to Bill Skarsgård, uh, and that's the first time I'm saying his name. Thank you, Jeff, for saying it <laughs> twice. So, <laughs> but uh, that that gentleman with a scar on his face. Clancy Brown. Clancy Cla- Brown. You know who that the is? The voice of Mr. Krabs. Yes, that is yeah. Mr. Krabs. And he was in Dexter New Blood. And I just kept thinking to myself, that's Mr. Krabs. <laughs> yeah. And But he doesn't act like Mr. Krabs in these movies. <laughs> Yeah, I always like seeing him, and he's going to be in the uh, the Batman spinoff, The Penguin, as well. So uh, Clancy Brown's actually a very underrated actor who is still getting a lot of residual checks for playing Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob. As but he should. Get that as money. As he should. He is a, he is a great <laughs> actor. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Keanu's always great in these movies, like just the dedication to this role and the martial arts that he puts into it, I really... Uh, dig as well so i mean there's not a bad performance i think in this movie even scott atkins in a fat suit like throwing punches and doing flips i thought worked (laughs) in the scope of this franchise even though it was like it kind of reminded me of john leguizamo in spawn as the clown that's what it kind of reminded me of I, yeah, but let's talk about that Ray for a second. How is nobody phased by the fighting and the killing? That's People what my wife said. Just... <laughs> Everyone just continue to dance. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, dude, this is crazy, but this beat is sick. <laughs> and the Molly's hitting. Ooh. Oh my God, that guy got stabbed. Ooh, that's my jam. <laughs> well, if you paid a, a $30 cover to get into that club, I don't. I think you got to get your money's worth at that point. Let's get to our, our final rankings, Ahmed. Uh, I'm going to start with you. I, I think I'm going to give it a Hall of Fame. Uh, I do have, you know, some critiques about the runtime. I was kind of like, okay, this movie is going on for a long time. And ordinarily, I wouldn't be that worried, but I made the mistake of watching it during Ramadan. And right now, uh, while I was watching it, I was like, ooh, I got to break my fast. And I didn't have any food with me. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And I had been starving the whole day. But uh, in the end, like... I still loved it. Would I see it again? Probably, probably um, because the view, the cinematography, as you said, was amazing. Just I'll make sure to give myself ample time. Don't, don't expect to walk out after an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. uh, That it is a very long movie, especially if you've had a lot to drink before said movie like me. Um, But I enjoyed it nonetheless. And Uh, I think I'll give it an all-star, though. I I don't think it quite lives up to the first John Wick movie. I I still think that's the best just because it sets the tone uh, of the story. And I think it's obviously these are unbelievable movies, but it's the most believable where um, when it comes to its revenge story and everything like that. But still solid. I think it's still the best action film of 2023. uh, And it's it's a series that has no bad movies. So uh, kudos to uh, Keanu Reeves, the directors, the stunt coordinators, everybody that made these films. Uh, They really did stick the landing when it came to John Wick. 
And, you know, it's, we, we mentioned it already, uh, Lance Reddick, you know, may rest in peace. Um, uh, remind me, there was another character we didn't talk about, uh, but Lance Reddick, uh, one of my, my friends, Dave Morales, uh, he interviewed uh, Lance Reddick, uh, you know, some time before he passed. And he asked him a question that like really baffled Lance Reddick. Like he was not expecting to be asked such a great question. And it was, what do you think is so so nuanced about your character i'm paraphrasing but he said what is it so what it what makes your character so special um and it's just the fact that he is very like charming he's probably the nicest one but the director told lance that he needs to be you know the friendly customer service guy but at the same time he's not he's always ready just in case he needs to pull out a shotgun yeah. And when you hear it from his voice and you look back at his character, you're like, yep, I can see it. Um, and a lot of a lot of his co-stars just had the nicest things to say about him. So praise for his family. Um, and may he, you know, grant access in paradise. We had a lot to talk about today, Ahmed. Um, very fun episode. Go see John Wick Chapter 4. Follow us on our social media uh, like and subscribe right here on YouTube. I am Jeff. He's Ahmed. We will be back next week. Go buy the popcorn bucket to get the coins that come inside. And AMC, subscribe to our stuff. Sponsor us a little bit. Yeah, we want some uh, extra cash coming in. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, we or will see you guys. <laughs> yeah, or that. Um, we'll see you guys very, very soon. Have a good rest of the week.